welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here. Grateful to be with you with one other Infinity Bro today. It's Infinity Bro Isaac. Isaac, how are you? I'm doing great. It is good to see you, Max, for the second day in a row, actually. Yeah. 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 It's not It's not often that we get to see you in person, but that was fun. It was fun. No, it's, it's fun to sneak by and realize that both of our lives are chaotic with two kids and that my house is not as messy as I think it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's that's how we live around here. You know, we just the kids terrorize things and we put our lives together as best as we can. So it's like a universal thing, too, because I, I think personally, every time I go to somebody else's house, I wonder, am I really that messy? <laughs> and it's not just people with kids. It's people who don't have kids. Oh, yeah. Their houses are messy. And right. I'm like, oh, OK, it's I'm it not happens, the only one who's yeah. messy. This makes me feel good. Life happens like we got we got stuff to do, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't judging you. I was oh, no, judging no. Yeah, wife. that's what I was just saying. Like, I, mean, I was everybody. judging your wife completely, oh, but I would never okay. judge you, Isaac. Oh, I know you well, have a lot you. on your plate out there, and <laughs> I just, I, you have to deal with her and your two kids, and, you know, you're you're a nurse, and you're a full-time infinity bro, and uh, I just think, you know, you're, you're doing a really good job. So oh, I appreciate that. That's I appreciate okay. that. Okay. Uh, excuse, my audio usually is very nice and crisp. It might be a bit echoey. Hopefully in post-production, I'll be able to take care of it. I'm in an empty room. I'm moving right now. Staying in the area I live in, if you listen from the area, if you you know work with the kids. I I work with high school kids, so a couple of those guys listen. And not moving anywhere crazy, just staying in the area. But uh, the room will be echoey the next two weeks, and then the next house I go to will probably be a little echoey too because we're not technically moving into that house. I'm doing what every 30-year-old wants to do, moving in with their parents for six weeks to try to purchase a house just, in this crazy Just living the dream, you know? Moving back in with your parents. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm invested in cryptocurrency. I feel, you know, financially, we're, we're freer than ever. You're a, and so you're I thought, a true now's the time. millennial. Living with your parents, invested in cryptocurrency. Wow. You're just, yeah, you're just living the dream. I know. I'm, I'm pretty much a safe moon ownership away from being <laughs> like a Reddit bro. Basically. No question basically. in my mind. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. It's going to be great. Just Isaac and I. So for some of you, you're going to be excited. For some of you, you're going to be upset. Um... There's a lot going on in the Infinity Bros universe. If you've never checked us out, head on over to the infinitybros.com. You can head over to our link tree, too, that's on the notes of our show here. And whatever floats your boat, we got, right? TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever you like, we got something for you, I think. Isaac and I have been busy. We've been on the uh, Daily Nerd po- podcast. Got to check. God, is it Godcast or Podcast? Uh, the Nerd of Godcast puts together, yeah, Daily Nerd Devo. Uh, so you can check both of those out. They're two separate podcasts that you can check out. The Daily Nerd Devo is awesome. It's like a little five-minute devotional that you can just, you know, do on your way to work or whatever. It's it's really awesome. And, yeah, both Max and I and Jarrett actually were all featured on that this past Jared week. Jarrett so. got on one? Yeah. Day. I didn't know yeah. Jarrett was on one. I'll, I'll have to go check that out. If you're somebody who's into the Christian faith and that's, that's your thing, we'd love for you to check it out. If not, no big deal. Just listen to mine and you'll find out that I love Kingdom Hearts more. <laughs> um the other thing is uh Twitch we're just we're just bumming along here man. I mean Robbie is opening Pokemon oh packs gosh. left and right. So many Pokemon packs it's ridiculous. He's like drowning in Pokemon packs that Mark is sending him. It's amazing. Yeah man. Our Twitch presence is huge. I know you Jarrett and and Robbie are killing it too in that. So we're doing a lot. Make sure you check all that out. I'll, you know what? I'll include a link in the show notes as well to the uh the uh the podcast that isaac and i were referencing i said podcast earlier <laughs> that was weird uh i apologize to those Just guys merging, out there for merging butchering words. their name it's all can't good. even get the word podcast right 
Um, and I uh, just want to give a shout out to our, our last couple guests. Last week we had Reformed Jedi on uh, episode 78. That was awesome hearing him. I was very upset I couldn't be on the episode. And uh, before that, we had Tomer from MTG Goldfish on. I'll include links to those in our show notes as well. If you're into Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we've had some real slam dunk guests the last couple. Wow. Isaac, you're so right. I mean, the last couple episodes, if you are into Star Wars or Magic the Gathering, stop what you're doing and don't listen to this episode. Go listen to those episodes because <laughs> we already got your download on this episode, okay? Yeah. We need you to go listen to these. Tomer is phenomenal. Check out his channel. And Reformed Jedi is great, too. I mean, that dude speaks as a Jedi for two hours with you guys. It's, it is crazy. And if you guys have not checked out his Twitch channel, go check it out right now, Reformed Jedi. The dude is in character, like, 100% of the time. Uh, Robbie and I chatted with him for probably about 10 to 15 minutes after we recorded the podcast. Still in character the whole time. It was it's phenomenal. He he is he is a phenomenally talented uh, voice actor. Like I would not be surprised if this guy got some jobs down the line as far as he's he's very talented. Check him out. Yeah, there's our there's our plugs. There you go. We're going to plug ourselves one more time, but make sure that uh, that you check out those things we referenced. Let's go over to our iTunes reviews. You can leave us an iTunes review right now. We are, I said that weird. I went, um, um, you can leave us an iTunes review. There we go. And you could be entered for a chance to win an exclusive infinity gauntlet signed by the infinity bros. Ew. That's right, guys. All you got to do is go to Podchaser or iTunes. Again, the same link we talked about earlier with Linktree. This is the beauty of Linktree. You just click that. It takes you wherever you want to go. And, and you're just going to click that again. The first button on the top is rate the podcast. We'd love for you to leave us a review. We've got two reviews to leave that were left to us today via Podchaser. Wow, wow, wow. Let's go. I need to get it like a siren horn <laughs> to put yeah, in there because that just was abysmal. <laughs> No, I like actually I'm going to clip that one and that's what we'll use as our air horn is Max doing the air horn. That's what we're going to use. <laughs> is that going to be one of the new emotes they use for Twitch? Yes. Like I, I sound like yes. a 40 year old, <laughs> like y- mother of young 12 year olds when I say is, it that way. Is that is that one of them emotes there that you're going to use for Twitch? <laughs> yeah, I'm like holding my phone six feet in front of my face and I've got my glasses down to my nose and I'm poking the record button as I'm saying it. First review we got here is from Heart Warrior 24 left us a five-star review, and all they said, this was via Podchaser, they said, love the podcast. Boom. Love this podcast. I butchered a three-sentence review. <laughs> love this podcast. That's what they said. Short and simple. Just, there it is. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, if I'm rating, personally, my reviews of podcasts, I've given this a three out of six. I think this is... I mean, sure, you left a five-star, thank you, but love this podcast. There's no period. <laughs> um, there's no detail as to why you love this podcast. Um, I'm sure they're a dear friend of the show. I'm sure there's somebody we know or somebody we know of somebody else. Yeah, I, I don't know, three out of six, Isaac. I'm a little underwhelmed with this one. I'm giving a 5.5 a, uh, out of six because, I mean, they just are straight to the point. They don't. They don't dink around with any unnecessary verbiage. They're just like, love this podcast. Boom. That's it. That's all they need to say. I like the detail. I'd I'd rather get a one star that tells me we're terrible and why. I I would like to get an actual written review that leaves us a one star. Like, I want to know why people hate the Infinity Bros podcast. That's what I really want to know. 
super fun fact, Isaac. We did get our first one star review. I know, but it wasn't written, was it? It was just a, no written, nothing okay. written. Right. It's super bummer. Yeah, that super is a big, big bummer. bummer. Yeah, for sure. Somebody was listening to us. They were listening to an episode that Zane was on. <laughs> Obviously. And they, they could not hit that one star quicker. Mm. They probably had to just close the app yep. and be done with their phone yeah, for the day. Yeah, definitely. We're yeah, I, I'm i with you, man. I, I, I'm begging. And, and I want it from somebody who means it. Like, if you're a fan of our show or you listen consistently and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to leave them one star and like it's a joke, you know, rip them. That's fine. And we'll read it and we'll have fun with it. But I really, really am looking forward to the day, Isaac, where we get somebody who literally feels like we're so bad that they have to leave us a one-star yeah. review. Bring on I the just haters. Wait. Bring on the haters. Maybe this is the episode, Isaac. Maybe, maybe this is the maybe one. Maybe it is. You never know. Maybe this is our most mediocre episode. We'll see. Second review comes from Mark Buker uh, from uh, Via Podcast. Bush, Boucher. Again. I believe that's Mark Boucher. Boucher or Buker? Come on here, people. <laughs> I Honestly, Isaac, are you being for real with me? Read it, read it out, and I'll see if it's Mark. Because I, I know Mark. Oh, okay, fine. You and him text and talk. Oh, more yeah, people know. more than people know. Sure, for sure. Okay, he gives it a five star. If I could rate this podcast six stars, I would. That way, it would be perfectly balanced, as all things should be. These guys have a great chemistry together and always have great conversations about all things nerdy. They also have great connection with their community. Top of that, these guys love Jesus. You can't beat that. Definitely a recommend from me. Takes it the religious route. Mm, that could mm-hmm, be dangerous mm-hmm, for our new listeners, mm-hmm. but I like it. I'm okay with it. And on the record, we do love Jesus yes, here. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, not everybody loves Zane, but everybody here loves Jesus. Yes, yes, very so true. So that's okay, true and we're thankful for that. Uh, a five-star review. Would, would, what would you give this rating? For me, I'm going to give it a five out of six still uh, because I don't know how to say Mark's last name. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't think anybody really does pronounce it right on the first time. But I actually grew up with somebody in my class and that had the same last name. And so I already knew how to pronounce it. So it is Mark Boucher. He is from the GMG, the Good Morning Guys podcast. And yeah, yeah. Great guys. That is a great podcast. Great guys. Check out their podcast. Uh, I'm giving this a I'll give it a six out of six because anytime anybody mentions our rating system and like, oh, we should be giving these guys a six out of six. That's always a six out of six in my book, unless they unless they praise Zane or something like that, then I would, you know, then I would knock it down a couple notches. But right. Yeah, you, you, we don't want Zane's head. To no, get bigger than no, it already is. no, absolutely not. And that's why we do these reviews. Yeah. So thanks for leaving your iTunes reviews. As we talked about at the beginning of the segment, you can leave those as you wish we will read them on the air good or bad we'll read them on the air um we're going to talk today about a couple different things and we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system that was referenced in our reviews so we're going to go ahead and put that bumper for that right here here on the infinity bros podcast everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent if all of the infinity bros rank something a six it gets an infinity snap one of the blessings of our podcast is we have a really wide way of looking at things. But one of the curses, I think, is sometimes we can't keep up with the news when we have certain things scheduled. True, and true. I think this is just one example of it. Now, thankfully, it's kept going in the news. This this one's had legs for the last week or two. I think it would have been great to talk about this last week. But um, Spider-Man No Way Home, this bad boy is is heating up, dude. It sure and is. There's like all these weird rumors that we call on this show Little Bits, by the way. If we reference oh, something bats. Little Bits, it's a rumor. Um, and we've got all these different things. So we're starting our nerd news segment here that I'm going to put the bumper out here in a second. But we're going to start with this story about Spider-Man here in nerd news. 
Hey Zane, I was looking into getting into this Gunpla thing. There's one called the Unicorn Banshee. What the heck is that all about? Um, actually, Jarrett, what you're thinking of is RX Zero Unicorn Gundam 2 Banshee, which is from the Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, actually, you know what? It's time for nerd news. All right, so nerd news, Isaac. It, this this article comes from Slash Film, but I, there's a bunch of different articles. They'll reference a podcast, the Snyder Cut podcast. So take a look at the Snyder Cut podcast on Google if you want to check that out. This comes from, uh, but this article I'll read will come from Slash Film. The reported cast of Spider-Man No Way Home has fans anxious to see what Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures have in store for the web slinger and the rest of the MCU. Previous Spider-Man franchise villains like Electro and Doc Ock, played by Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina, are said to be returning for the movie. By the way, those two have said that out loud that they're coming to this movie, so like, that's not, that's not a little bit. But who will be the primary antagonist of Spider-Man No Way Home? We may have an answer, but it could be a big spoiler, so you've been warned. So, all right, real quick pause. I'm going to go ahead and just put a spoiler bumper warning here, too, Isaac. I feel like we're putting bumpers there every five seconds, but we got to do it. Throw it in there. So we're going to put that spoiler bumper warning right here. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. (laughs) Warning. All right, potential spoilers for this movie. During an episode of the Snyder Cut podcast, Collider reported that Jeff Snyder revealed that he's heard that Willem Dafoe will be the main villain of Spider-Man No Way Home, reprising reprising his role as Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin from Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man movie in 2001. This echoes spoilery rumors of the plot of Spider-Man No Way Home that we've heard behind the scenes, and that's what Slash Films is saying. There's been a lot of different rumors, so I don't even know what rumors they're referencing. (laughs) Yeah, for real. There's so many. And it's sounding more and more like they could be accurate. Rumors about Spider-Man No Way Home have circulated around the proper introduction of the multiverse in the MCU with the idea of parallel universes in the MCU was previously used as a lie in Spider-Man Far From Home when Mysterio pretended to be from another world, yada, yada, yada. The presence of villains like Electro from Amazing Spider from Amazing Spider-Man, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 have sparked the rumors about Spider-Man actors Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield returning to help Tom Holland's MCU Spider-Man. Isaac, we've heard the big rumor that you and I have heard that's that I think is really interesting is who the Sinister Six is going to actually be. So it's pretty much everybody under the sun that's been part of the villainy, but <laughs> no the main kidding. ones that are really intriguing are Electro, obviously. Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, played by all their original cast members. Um, we've heard rumors of Craven the Hunter potentially coming in early, played by Aaron Johnson, who who played, ironically, Quicksilver in the MCU. <laughs> um, we have heard rumors that uh, we could see Carnage and Venom come into this as well, and that Sony is going to find a way to insert these characters into it. We've heard rumors that... Uh, Paul Giamatti is coming back as Rhino. I mean, like, we're all over the board here, really Isaac, are. but what does seem to be the main storyline is this Willem Dafoe line. What is your rating of this as a fan? You, as a lot of people know on our show, are one of the biggest Spider-Man fans out of the six of us. Is this what you want? Is this too much? Where are you sitting on this? Oh, man. Oh, there's so much to digest here. Uh, Okay, so as a Spider-Man fan, six out of six. Give me everything that we've gotten previously. Bring it all in. Do some kind of Spider-Verse multi-dimensional thing. I'm all in on this. And this is going to tie into Doctor Strange, too, as well. Like, man, this is going to be wild. As a movie-going fan... This does make me a little cautious because there's so many 
things happening right now. Is this movie going to be just like flooded with so much going on that it's just going to turn out kind of messy? That's what I'm a little concerned about right now. Okay, and oh, let's break it down a little bit. Number one, what do we know so far? Alfred Molina is and Jamie Foxx both have confirmed that they are in this movie. We know those two. Beyond that, it's pretty much all rumors. And Andrew Garfield has also said he never got an email. Yes, he he has straight up denied that he is. No, 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 no. He has not denied. He said he's never gotten an email. <laughs> okay, okay, you okay. And this, yeah, <laughs> he hasn't the denied. verbiage, the verbiage. He has used the there. phrasing. Yes. I haven't gotten an email. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> obviously, like, <laughs> if you're bringing in Jamie Fox and Alfred Molina, I mean, chances are high that we're going to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this movie. They're going to deny this until the movie comes out, obviously, if they are in it. Um, But those are like the things that we know. So there's still a crap ton of rumors flying around out there. But there is going to be some kind of multiverse crossover. I mean, it's going to be just buck wild, as Jarrett would love to say. So, man, I... I'm as a Spider-Man fan again, and they already kind of had a potential multiverse crossover. If you guys remember in Far From Home, the mid credit scene was J. Jonah Jameson played by none other than J.K. Simmons, which we I mean, like basically called in an episode like way, way long time ago. It's probably back. You called that back Isaac. in like you called yeah, that. episode like 20 or 30 or something like that. Way back. Yeah, then. We'll, we'll look it back. We'll find it. Yeah. But anyways, um, they could potentially wrap that into this movie because he obviously plays J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi uh, trilogy. So, man, there's so much they could do with this. I'm excited to get a Sinister Six, but I will say if I if we don't get some kind of MCU entwinement in this, I'll be a little disappointed. Like we've had some decent MCU villains as well. We've got Michael Keaton as Vulture. And Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio. And if they don't or and we've got potentials too. like we've got um, Scorpion that is in jail. We've got some other guys that are kind of we're kind of in the background. We could get a Sinister Six entailing the whole gamut of Spider-Man villains from all three iterations of Spider-Man. And if that's the case, like as a Spider-Man fan, I am geeking out that this is happening as a movie fan. Again, I don't know. I don't know, Max. Like, do you think this is too crowded of a movie at this point? I mean, even though we don't know much beyond those two guys, but like, what do you think about all this? Well, I'll read another quote before I share what I think too. Um, this comes from superhero theory theorist, um, who works behind the scenes. This is, a, this would be a little bits right here. He says, there are so many things you guys don't know yet. I pray that I that Sony somehow finds a way to tape up the faucet to avoid leaks because this film really is absolutely bonkers based on what I've seen. For Spider-Man fans, emotions will run high when this film drops in. So that's the quote he says. No, I, so when I read this quote, Isaac, I see this as, and there's a lot of quotes behind the scenes that, forgive me, I got my kids in the background saying stuff. This, this is the kind of quote that for when I hear this is, happening a lot in a lot of different areas. It's happening, honestly, with a lot of rumor people. And, and there's this general message that something big is coming from this. And and for me, so Isaac, you asked that question of, do I think it's filled with too many people? 
This is the same problem The Amazing Spider-Man 2 had. The difference is, is the question I have is, is it earned? That really is the big question, right? So like Daniel RPK just tweeted, just to be clear, big announcements this week are coming from Marvel Comics, not Marvel Studios. So Marvel Studios doesn't handle anything with Spider-Man No Way Home. So everybody's like concerned that like, oh, Spider-Man's going to have a trailer coming out this week or in the next couple of weeks. That's not really a realistic expectation. I don't know personally if they've earned it to do this, Isaac. Right. I really don't. I don't know. Um, however, I do know that Kevin Feige has the best interest of the character, and Kevin Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, in my opinion. And I that would be where I'd put my money on right now. Um, I think just after Infinity War <laughs> and the his death impacted me, right? <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Oh, I'm, no, not, it, I'm not this, dogging this is, him at all. But right. This is, is the same uh, as comparing like Michael lead, Jordan yes. to LeBron James and Kobe Bryant right, and exactly. Magic, Magic Johnson, right? Like, it's they're all very good. Nobody's diminished because you're comparing them. I think I just look at this and all, and I go, is it earned? Potentially. Is Are they going to land this? I think they will if Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch are involved. I think that has to be what they do. Yeah, right, right. So, because I mean, uh, what what do you what do you mess up? You can't mess anything up from the Amazing Spider-Man series. That's the thing with this. Like anything with Andrew Garfield, it doesn't matter. It'll be good because it'll automatically be better just because he's in that. So really, <laughs> yeah, the question right. is, are you messing up anything from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man? And my answer would be no. I don't think you can because a lot of people didn't like Spider-Man three. Yeah, right. Here, here's where I I think you're definitely. Right. Is it has it been earned? I think with Far From Home, I think generally everybody liked Far From Home. I think they've done really well with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think where it comes down to for me is how how much of the movie is these these characters that they're bringing in? Are they cameos? Are they are they actual main characters in the story because i feel like if they try to insert too many of these as main characters main or secondary characters that's where it's going to get a little muddy if they are cameos they can do a lot of stuff in a little amount of time and i'm fine with that uh it it really just depends on how they handle that and how much each of these uh actors and actresses are involved or invested in this movie when do you give these details in the trailer i hope they don't honestly um i think that's been a slight in all trailers i think i think trailers nowadays give way too much away of the movie they have to um, Isaac. They, they have to I, they, I know, they have to but, tell people that it's coming like man okay here's, I just think, here's what i, I just think here's so what many i hope people don't know right now here's what i hope they show us what we already know Maybe give us a clip of Alfred Molina as a Doc Ock or Jamie Foxx as Electro. They show us um, Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man, swinging away, fighting them, you know, whatever, and cut some very convenient areas out to keep us a little bit in the dark. But I think what Marvel did amazingly with WandaVision was we had no idea what was going on in that show. Those trailers showed us nothing, but they were still amazing trailers that got us hyped for WandaVision. Sure, they've done that for every product. They've done more than what we expect, or in WandaVision's case, less than what we mm -hmm. expected. But I think, 
I just think the big difference here is from a financial perspective, they have to share this. They they cannot not share this. I think the reason we haven't seen a trailer up to this point is because they know this trailer is going to break the internet. This is going to be an Avengers level trailer. Oh yeah, no absolutely. doubt in my mind. If 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 absolutely. that's what they're doing, but it pretty much appears that that's what they're doing. Like Melina and Jamie Fox, particularly Jamie Fox, are so big that they don't care what the MCU says to them. Like they have Alfred Molina's like, I don't give two flying figs what Ke- Kevin Feige says. Like this is the only time I'm going to be in this universe. <laughs> yeah, he gave a very detailed interview about it. <laughs> he does not I have had a great career. I have I've made one of the best Marvel movies ever anyway. <laughs> I don't need his blessing. And I think he, that's why yeah, he said he did it. not care one bit. And I'm sure he contractually was... he probably lost some money for that to be honest. Like I I bet there's some clause where it's like they can they can fine you and cut some right. money out of your He he doesn't care about the money anymore. I He's, agree. I yeah. I I think he, he just was like whatever about it. What yeah. interests me in this whole dialogue is when are they going to tell us that these two are in it? That is, yeah, that is very interesting. I And I think it's got to be a trailer reveal, right? Like, I don't think they reveal anything or announce anything until a trailer comes out, which, I mean, if this is coming out December 17th, correct? I think that's the date. I mean, who, who knows when we're going to get a trailer for this? I mean, this is still six months down the road. Like, we're still quite still a ways away Isaac, from this. I still think, Isaac, there is a chance that these two guys aren't in it. I think there's a, there's a small chance. You think they're just like BSing it? Like you think they're just making all this stuff up? On the contrary, I think they're setting it up. I, I think they're setting it up either for this movie or the next movie. Interesting. I think they're in it for sure. How much are they in it? That's the question. How much are they in it? Are they? Oh, they're either literally they're just either all third, They're either third act majority, a la Endgame, or they're in it the whole time, like second and third act. Like especially with Doctor Strange being in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I this one's interesting. We'll we'll see. Let's head over to some other uh, Marvel news. Chloe Zhao, obviously the winner of Nomad's Best Director for the Oscars, which were like the worst Oscars of all time. <laughs> Oscars are <laughs> so bad. Why do I, I I mean I talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, I can't believe I watched the Oscars. I yeah, can't believe, I I can't believe you do either. I don't I don't watch for the whatever Oscars. reason it's I get ridiculous. sucked in every year. Every year I get sucked in. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, we watch it. Maybe like literally half of the movies that come out and are are up for nomination, I've never even like heard of when the Oscars come around. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm just a glutton for punishment. I just love to go back and like find out that <laughs> oh, I man. didn't really care and that this is all artificial. Rough, rough. Um, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Jimmy Chan, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington, Camille Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, Barry Keoghan. Gil Birmingham, Laura Ridloff, Ma Dong Suk, Leah McHugh, Haas Sleeman, Zane Al Rafia. I got my little co-pilot here. <laughs> she's Brenda trying to help Garcia. you, man. I know, she's trying to help you. Really speaking her mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> like this is just such a wild cast, man. Eternals <laughs> trailer is. finally drops. Uh, Might the, I say, star-studded? Would you say it's star-studded? Might I? If they had Keanu Reeves, I would say it would. I wouldn't say that. Uh, the Saga <laughs> of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. That's the synopsis. Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> You've Brilliant. had three years to prep this one. You haven't come up with a better one. Brilliant. Um, they give Jack Kirby writing credit on this, too. That's something that I thought was interesting, too. That is interesting. Because Kaz Furpo and Chloe Zhao wrote it, but he's also credited. I, I never knew he was going to be credited as a writer on this. Um, the trailer just came out. Isaac, what was your rating of it? 
I'll give this trailer a 3.5 out of 6. Um, honestly, like, slightly disappointed. Uh, not because of the cinematography, because it looks beautiful. Strange song choice. And I don't know. They, they're trying to make it look like a serious movie, and then they just had that whatever it was, like, 15-second clip at the end that they made a joke that nobody gets. So... I don't know. It was a really weird trailer to me. It's just, I don't know if it, I don't know if it elevated hype for this movie. That's the thing. Like well, I know that was, Marvel. That was Icarus that said he could be an Avenger leader. And in the comics, Icarus has been an Avenger. Right. Leader. Oh, it makes sense to us comic fans, but no casual fan is going to know what the heck that means. It, it makes, it makes no sense in the, in the scope of the MCU. Let's be frank with our listeners. We are not deep uh, Eternals minds on no, this podcast. No. We're not I, going I did to read I did read the Eternals runs after we found out that Eternals was going to be a movie, but man, it's like it's they they are cool concepts in the MCU, um especially with some of the the more recent comic runs of the Eternals which are pretty decent. Some of the old runs are pretty weird. Dude, the Jack Kirby ones, that's why it's crazy he's a writer on it, because the Jack Kirby ones are like, you know, an acid trip. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Yeah, dude. But no, I agree. But anyways, like, I don't know, it just was it just felt out of place. And I didn't I don't it's hard to tell what direction they're pushing it from this trailer. So I and I think the movie is going to be good. I don't think like this didn't diminish my hype for the movie. But it sure wasn't a great trailer in my eyes. Yeah, you talked about something that I was going to talk about, which, like, thanks for saying this. Like, cinematography-wise, again, I cannot praise Chloe Zhao enough. Oh, yeah. It's cinematography-wise, it looks beautiful. No, Nomad lands on Hulu right now, and I suggest everybody watches it. It's a 5 out of 6 to me. I don't think it's, like, a perfect film by any stretch. There's some really dull moments in it. But the, the big thing about that movie that's amazing is the shots. And Zhao definitely is doing that here in Eternals as you can, and there's going to be more, right? Like it's not just what we've seen and the cast is diverse and amazing and has some really great big hitters on the front end. And then some, you know, other people in the background that I think we're going to come to love a la guardians of the galaxy. Hmm. But I'm with you, Isaac, in the sense of I, so I had six out of six of cinematography. I'm four out of six on this. This is a solid trailer to me, but it's nothing more than that. And honestly, down the road, this probably is going to go down as one of the most underwhelming Marvel trailers. Yeah, because I don't know how you have that long and that's what you gave us. So if that is the case, there's a couple potential issues here. One, the big story arc of this movie, which I think everyone is going to think it is, is what the heck were you doing when all the crap (laughs) happened in Infinity War and Endgame? Where exactly. were you guys? Exactly. Well, and the, the see, they have this kind of like narrating voice throughout the trailer. And that narrating voice says, now we're getting involved. Like after all this time, we we stayed out of it. But now we're getting involved. And it's like, uh, such baloney. Why? That's such why? baloney. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this trailer did not clear up anything. It no, did not and, give and us a direction. And it didn't build of what hype. Is happening. Th- this really movie didn't. continues to be a big question mark to me. Right. In a different way than, than Guardians of the Galaxy did. Because Guardians of the Galaxy, when that came out, the cinematography looked great and, and the trailer was like fun. And you were like, you know what? I can get behind this. Right. Yeah. I, there's nothing I can attach to on this right now. There's no character I can attach to. There's no plot line that I can attach to. I do. I, and I, I made a TikTok about this. If you follow us on TikTok, you can check it out there. 
I did like how it's going to talk about these biblical times, I think, in the MCU, and I appreciate that, and I think that's a unique twist that nobody's gone to yet, that Chloe Zhao especially, her style of filming really helps with telling those kinds of stories. Yeah. I, I And bringing Gemma Chan back is very interesting to me because obviously she was in Captain Marvel in a very small role, but they brought her back in a different role. I'm, I'm interested in those things, but again, my question here in all of this is where the heck were you during this gong show that happened with de- <laughs> with a deviant, by the way, who is who you're fighting in this movie. Yeah, I would assume exactly. that's who they're fighting, are the deviants. Where were you when the biggest deviant of all time, Thanos, was re- wreaking havoc across the galaxy and the entire universe? Right. Did you forget who you were? I know that's been a, a, a comic line in some of the Eternals runs. So that, to me, sounds like the most logical approach. But even then, what like flipped the switch to make you realize you are who you are now? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's like you said. I mean, there's a couple different things they could go with. They could go with the um, one of the more recent runs. They basically, when they reincarnate, they forget who they are and they basically learn who they are throughout their next life, if you will, and then they eventually find each other all again. Basically, is how it goes down. So I don't know how it looks like they're all together in pretty much the whole trailer. So I don't know how it's going to go down, but. If that is the case, that could be a reason why they weren't, you know, together for all of this. But it just seems very convenient that they were just not involved in any of this stuff. Like, okay, okay, so that's the biggest task that Chloe Zhao has in this. Right. If you have to explain it in a way that it's not stupid to me. In the first Avengers movie, there's literally aliens coming in from a portal in the sky. And that's if that's not a big enough event for you to get involved then i don't i guess i don't know what is like what is a good thor the dark world another another you know there's an infinity stone being used to shape reality in that movie i mean ant-man there's this huge like it's happening in california i'm assuming one of these guys is going to be in california or on the west coast i'm with yeah there's there's so much garbage happening in this universe and now and now that the snap and thanos is over what is the event that is getting these these eternals involved like what is it that's that is the point bingo what is the what is the rallying cry here that's the great question i i completely agree and again like the diversity part is awesome but here's the problem with with this aspect of the film and and please hear what i'm saying don't make the hot topic item here what's happening in culture you can have diversity all you want but you have to have people that i as as an as a viewer can latch on to and follow in the story right now i'm not getting that vibe and that's right. a big big hurdle for them right and that's what things like avengers have done well it's what guardians of the galaxy has done well it's what captain america civil war did well they have to be able to enmesh six to eight storylines here because as i'm looking at the picture on, on imdb one two three four five six seven eight guys and gals i mean you got to get that part right and if salma hayek is the main gal or if it's Gemma Chan, or if it's Angelina Jolie, or if it's Icarus, it doesn't matter which one it is. I just need to be able to follow this right now, and and follow these characters and and appreciate them and latch onto them. And I I can I can latch onto a talking raccoon is the point I'm making. <laughs> I can latch onto a yeah. tree that can move, and right. all he says is I am Groot. So you don't have to worry about in regards to who it is in front of me. You ha- this is where the story comes down to this. Right, exactly. And and so that's my big fear for Eternals. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. And they're they're already at a challenge with, I mean, depending on how the story goes down, obviously. But, like, you have, 
what, six to eight characters that you're introducing in this movie. Like you have very limited time for character development of each of these characters. So you're going to have to really do something to make each of these characters pop to, like you said, get us attached to one of those characters or more. And you have to do that eight times. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge in this movie alone, which is why this trailer is like, eh. Like, but what I like about Eternals it. is the same as like the reason like I like X-Men. You never know when these guys could pop up in other spots, and it could just be one person. So I like that I like that part of that story. And like you said, this is like universe building, which is really cool. We're gonna get some like real backstory to Biblical, the MCU, yeah. which is right. which is cool. I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah, you're so, gonna get into Celestials, you're gonna get into the, the Living Tribunal, you're gonna get into the I mean, this is where you paint the picture, right? For galactus and silver surfer and you just get into those spaces that it's like oh i've always wanted these characters this is a great i agree an entry point into things like the negative zone for the fantastic four uh this is this is how you get to those spots that people have been asking and clamoring for for a long time exactly todd phillips is reportedly co-writing the joker sequel isaac i have been very excited to read i mean i'll attach a note on collider he's writing a joker too this was published two days ago, so today's the 29th we're 30th we're recording, so the 28th. Dude, I'll go first. One out of six. <laughs> One out of freaking six. I I want this out. This is a fan fantastic. If for a couple reasons. One, I already know Todd Phillips after watching all the behind the scenes stuff that he's not gonna include Batman in this. Oh yeah, right. So if there's no Batman, I have no interest. And, and again, I feel like I'm a broken record. Or back to where we were the first time around of this movie. The the issue is for me is that first movie is perfect the way it is and not perfect. Well, no, you know, I'll go perfect. It's, it's, it's perfect the way it it's is. It's up there. It's pretty close. It, it is. It is the only rendition, a way of doing it without Batman that gets, and they, even then they had Batman in the background. If you think, if you mm-hmm. saw it. Right. So I, I really think this is terrible, terrible news. I think Todd Phillips is overthinking it. Now my news would change if I found out he would be including a Batman in it. If Todd that happens, Phillips is overthinking. WB is overthinking. They're just like they're they have to be handing him a bunch of cash to be doing this, right? Because Todd Phillips said multiple multiple times that there was not going to be a Joker too. No, he that wasn't that Todd so Phillips. That was Joaquin Phoenix. That was that was I, Joaquin. Phoenix. Okay, I, I got to go back. Phillips, Todd Phillips, it, 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 to my knowledge, to my okay. and again, I could be wrong here. At I, least I one of them. Sure we can all agree that one of that. them said it. One of them said it first. Right. Right. I mean, like I felt like everybody was saying it when Joker came out, like there's not going to be another one like this is it like this is a standalone movie. And as a standalone movie, Joker is great. It's a great movie. It's amazing. It's not great. It's amazing. It's a very good movie. Why? Why? Like, what are you going to do in the sequel to this movie that is going to make it? even comparable to the first one. I mean, you have to include Batman. That's the only way it works. That's the only way we move forward on this Then it would become basically a Batman origin story, right? Because how else do you do that with including Batman in? I just, I don't know. It... It's a stupid idea. I also fan for task it. This this is this, this is, is horrible dumb. News. This is a terrible idea. This is absolutely horrible news. And you're nail- you nail you you did nail it in the WB aspect. I think Todd Phillips is like, I'll go as much as I want because he loved working with Joaquin. It was his first time working with him. I think Todd Phillips wrote the the Hangover movies, guys. Let's let's not act like Todd Phillips was like this revolutionary guy before <laughs> his movie. Okay. Yeah. Todd Phillips, this was his golden goose. So I of course naturally, he's not against writing sequels after good movies. 
I don't think this is a Todd Phillips fight. I think this is a Joaquin Phoenix fight. If Joaquin Phoenix comes back, that tells me one of two things. One, either that script is very, very good, and Joaquin Phoenix is like, all right, I want to make a villain trilogy. Now I'm a little more interested if Joaquin Phoenix comes out publicly and says, you know what, I'm in on this. I'll give it a shot. Or there's going to be some DC tie-in. I have a very difficult time thinking, though, that there's going to be a DC tie-in if Joaquin Phoenix is involved. No, yeah. Like, I I just don't know how you, like, I mean, I guess what WB and DC is doing reportedly is they are going to go multiverse with flashpoint movie that is coming out. I mean, potentially this could be another, just another multiverse, but still like, it's the same same problem though. Just a different way of getting there. Right? Like, I mean, you're just thinking out, you're you're not even thinking outside the box. You're just saying, no, you're just using that as a coverall. Like, all right, this is, we have lots of problems. We're just using the multiverse, slap a piece of duct tape on, on the DCEU. And there you go. We're all good. And it's not fixing things. I don't even mind if Joaquin Phoenix is in on it. But Joaquin Phoenix is literally such a bonehead in regards to, like, <laughs> he he thinks he's, like, God's gift to, to acting at times. And he's so quirky. He's so goofy. He's, like, such a just method actor goofball that I just do not see this guy looking at this going like, yeah, you know what? I want to do the multiverse. I want to really put my name on the Joker. And I really want my Joker to be the premier one because right now in my mind and on this podcast, this is my Joker period. End of discussion. So again, I'm all for it. If they want to pair him with a Robert Pattinson, if that's how they want to go, I'm all in. I'll follow you there. I just, this is from what was said at the time of this first movie. Joaquin Phoenix was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and, Todd Phillips like, we want to go a different route. We don't want to include Batman. It's like, okay, you did that. You got lightning in a bottle one time. Good luck doing it a second time. No way. It cannot be done a second time. Yeah, not. It cannot be done. Batman has to be involved in some way. Yeah, I I mean, I think you're right. Like, I mean, as as oversaturated as our market is with Batman, like Joker just doesn't work without Batman. Like this movie did work. I will say that Joker worked. It was a good movie. Because it was an origin movie, right? Like, that's why it And it worked. was commentary on, on the social dynamic of mental illness. Right, exactly, it, yeah. It was commentary on, you know, how how just the world looks at people like this and totally abuses, disrupts, and places them in certain spots, and this guy cracked. And so that worked for that story. Good freaking luck doing that a second Exactly. Time. The second time, like, what are you going to show in the second movie that has not already been established in Right. Now it's just mental on this porn. That's all it is at that point if it does a second time. I it's a terrible idea. I don't I don't like yeah, it at all. This is this is horrible. This is this is bad. We're we're not in favor of this. Um it'll be interesting to see how it goes from there. Let's head over to hot or snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> Hot or Snot is where we talk about the things in pop culture that were relevant to us individually. We'll rate it. I'm going to start us off here. It's been a while since we've been on Done Hot or Snot, Isaac. I mean, it's probably been like four to six weeks at least. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you've got for us because you've, you've got a list, right? I got a list, but I got like I got like a couple things. I don't have a – I want to talk about the big things and then move on from there. Um, I want to start with Hulu. I got to check out The Orange Years. I just finished that. I was kind of working on it throughout the week. I, was, I would watch it for like 20 minutes here and there and – Man, I could not. Every time I had 20 minutes free, I was trying to watch this documentary. The Orange Years 
on Hulu right now. It talks about Nickelodeon and the just golden years of this uh, network and how it was developed and built. And it pretty much goes all the way up to the point that Nickelodeon Studios was sold back to Universal Studios. I give this a six out of six. This was a remarkable documentary. Wow. It comes from 2008. Um, I cannot believe I haven't seen it up to this point. And I couldn't believe how much my pop culture experience as a kid was shaped by this network. We've had a running joke on our podcast and in our group that Ren and Stimpy is iconic. Like some of our guys are like, oh, it's not iconic. And like, I'm pretty like, it's iconic. This documentary secures that belief for me. But also this documentary really gives great intel and behind the scenes of the intentionality behind Nickelodeon at the time there. Um, and I don't know any of the names at the top of my head. You can go watch it and, and find out these names. But, but the head of Nickelodeon at the time for 16 years, she refused to make toys and products for kids based off of their movies and TV shows. And I loved that. And I loved that she was like, no, we're not going to talk down to kids. We're going to talk to kids about real things. And so you got these shows like Clarissa Explains It All. You've got Rugrats. You've got all that. You've got Keenan and Kel. You've got Are You Afraid of the Dark? And just these, yeah, I know, right? And you've just got these amazing products and uh TV shows that were not only influential, but ahead of their time in regards to like part of the reason I think people our age now, Isaac, and this is political and I'm not taking a side when I say this, but there's just been really this big talk of race and, and uh, sexuality. And I think uh, part of the reason is because shows like Nickelodeon's Keenan and Kel and all that and Clarissa explains it all. I think these shows really were an intentional decision to start being diverse and uh, I think there's other shows and networks that were doing it too. But I think part of the reason people are so thinking about that now, and that's a huge framework for them, is because of these shows. So really great show. It did not beat me over the head with political agendas either, by the way. I know I'm inserting a political agenda into the dialogue here. But it, it didn't do that. I really appreciated that because I thought that could have been very tempting for them to do. And they didn't. And so I thought that was good. Um, I got Pokemon Snap on uh, the Nintendo Switch. I give this a five out of six. I really, really love this game. It's a nostalgia-filled blast. I don't like how I have to level up every time to like advance in the places I go. I wish all the places were available for me and I could just kind of free run it. They kind of make you do the same maps over and over until you get to a certain level. So that's a little annoying for me, which is why I'd give it a five out of six. So um, this is a great game. You can pick it up on Nintendo Switch. It's awesome, but I'd suggest checking it out. I heard lots of good things about it. It sounds fun. It's a lot of fun. It's great, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I'll stop there for now. Oh, what was the movie? I watched something that was so bad. Oh, here we go. Army of the Dead. I want to talk about Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. I've heard lots of things about Army this. of the Dead is absolutely abysmal, guys. This movie this, this movie is horrible. This is a bad movie. This is very interesting. Okay, I have not watched it yet, but I have heard very, very, very uh diverse opinions on this because some people are saying this is an amazing movie and i've heard people say that it's not a good movie so this is interesting to hear you to hear you yeah, say i'll give this. it a two and a half out of six um fo following a zombie outbreak in las vegas a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted I absolutely despise this movie. Uh, the only reason I'm giving it a two and a half out of six and getting it closer to three than I am to one is because I thought Dave Bautista gave everything he had in it. I also know there's a story about an actor. I'm not even going to say his name that an actor was scheduled to be in it. And the actor got pulled because he was doing really, really stupid stuff. 
and they replaced him with Tig Notaro, and she did everything on green screen. All wow. of her acting was on green screen. That's I did not impressive. know this till after I watched the movie. I can tell you I didn't see it at all. I didn't notice it at all. It looked like she was part of the whole thing the whole time. That's amazing. So props to them. I know they spent a ton of money on that. There is a – this is a spoiler for the movie. There is a CGI rendition of the Tigers from Las Vegas, and I think this this movie crushed it on the CGI, so that's why it's two and a half. I think it crushed it on CGI, and I think it crushed it on film filmography. It made no sense. Zack Snyder made a terrible story. The origin of how the zombies hit Las Vegas is the dumbest origin ever. <laughs> it's stupid. Oh and some people are like, oh, this is so funny. It's just hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, it's dumb. <laughs> really, really stupid. And this movie is just, and, and all the, and I won't spoil it past that. You can see it in the trailer. This isn't a spoiler, but in the trailer, it talks about how some of the zombies are like special and like they move quicker and they have st strategic thinking and blah, 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 blah. That was a dumb point. It didn't need to be in the movie at all. It didn't go anywhere to me. Um, yeah, I hated it. I really did not like this movie. But the CGI stuff was really interesting to me. And it's. I thought it was a very great choice by Snyder to put Tig Notaro in there. And I, so I respect it. So Army of the Dead, two and a half out of six. I would I would say I, if you're if you're doing nothing and you like zombie movies, Sure, put it on if you want. But two and a half hours of this, my gosh. Oof. It's a long, it's a drag, dude. I looked at my phone about four or five times. I paused the movie like two times. All right, I'm passing it back to you. Forgive me when I'm talking. My, my child is here. We're moving right now. And also, my wife has been in and out of the ER the last three and a half weeks. So we've been playing a little phone tag and, and helping her out. So as you can hear her in the background, she's she's squealing. She's going to go she's away here in a minute. We're going to take, a, br we're gonna take a breather for the end of the show. But uh yeah, thanks for putting up with that on this episode. We really appreciate you guys doing that. So, Isaac, I'll pass it off to you. All right, so I've got a couple things for Hot. Uh, so, actually, my my two things that I have for Snot are shows that I have not finished yet, but uh, I want to put them on there to just get them recognized. Uh, my number one Hot is The Mighty Ducks uh, Game... <laughs> I forget what the uh, show is, even Game Stoppers? Or... Let me, let me look that up here. <laughs> Mighty. I ducks. haven't watched a single minute of this. Game Changers. Game Changers is the the new uh Mighty Ducks series on Disney Plus. It is like okay. I had reservations coming into this because the Mighty Ducks original movies are fantastic. I mean, we're from Minnesota. We they hold a special place in our heart. I was really worried that this show was going to somewhat tarnish the reputation of the original Mighty Ducks series. Although I I wasn't that worried about it because I knew it was a Disney Plus series. I thought they were going to do a great job. I am really loving this series. I think I'm about two episodes away from finishing it. The finale just came out last week. I've been hear hearing a lot of great things about the finale as well. So I think this show is great. It is a it's a really fun like it feels like it's a 90s Disney show. Honestly, like it's just a feel good, like light hearted Everybody's having a good time. Mighty Ducks show. It's it's really fun. And they don't like That's incredibly high praise, Isaac, because I've like you with Army of the Dead have heard very diverse opinions on this show. Yeah, yeah. And really, really, it is one of those things like, man, if you're if you're not a fan, I'm not a fan, honestly, of reboots and like sequel stuff necessarily, but I've been pleasantly surprised by this show. Um again, it just feels like a 90s Disney show. It's just 
everything about it is is great sure it's super cheesy but that just adds to the kind of nostalgia feel to it for me i'd give this show a five out of six right now like it's it's really great and i can't can wait you to spoil see one thing for me uh sure can you spoil if joshua jackson comes back um which one is that charlie uh no no, he, as far as I know, as far as I know. That is ridiculous. I'm still two episodes away. So as far as I know, he is not in it. But they do have cameos from a bunch of the old ducks, which is pretty cool. They do, they don't, like, retcon anything. Like, they they just kind of pick it up from where it left off in the Mighty Ducks movies, which I appreciate, too. I, I was kind of worried about that, that they would, like, just, like, totally, you know, retcon or just ignore the original Mighty Ducks movies, and they didn't do that, so that's fine. Um, and Emilio Estevez as Garden Bombay is great. I love I love him in it. It's it's a feel-good series, honestly. Like, it's it just, when I watch it, and I'm like, this is cool, this is cool. I, I really enjoy this. So, pleasantly surprised, five out of six. I would recommend it, especially if you're uh, a fan of the original Mighty Ducks feels. Definitely some OG Mighty Ducks vibes in there, which is which is really fun. So uh, my second hot is a show that I am three episodes away from finishing. This is Shit's Creek. This show is... Whoa, language, Isaac. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. I, I know we try to keep it family-friendly around here. We need to, What we need to do is we need to make an Infinity Bros like uh, Zane going, oopsies, or something like that. You know, like Make like something where we can edit that in when you say a swear word. That's, that's a good idea. We should definitely do that. Maybe Zane saying, like, m'lady or something like that. Or maybe, like, each of us says something really weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we each do it for each of our own voices. Oh, yeah. So okay, anytime okay. you like want to swear on the podcast, that's what pops up. Good to know. Good to know. And now you're just going to be like playing that through all of Mark's audio, though. So I already know that's going to I'm just going to play audio of my child cooing in the background. <laughs> Everybody That's wants to hear that, it. though. Everybody wants like to hear really elite going. level podcasting going on right here. <laughs> but anyways, everyone like you, you. I know there's some single listeners right now, or young or young parents who are wondering <laughs> why would I do that? Why would you make? Why would you podcast like that? Because this is the best time we had. I agree. Thank you. These are great points being made here. These are like this is a this is we need a third mic. Yeah, where's your, where's your third mic? We need to. We need I to have a third mic. Here. I should have just I should just put it up next to her. Yeah, she's got lots of opinions. Lots of. She's opinions. like I snot Paw Patrol. <laughs> she's like I Oof, snot. Snot. I snot. Oh, my, my brother's always watching Paw Patrol. My my daughter would absolutely disagree with her there. I I cannot I cannot understand the the emotional distress that my mo- daughter would be going through just hearing that. So I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. No, we, we do need to do the, uh, the voiceover thing though. I like that idea. Oh, okay. I'm down. Let's tamper that. Let's put it in the background. But yeah, Mark, okay. we would just, you know, yeah, you know how Mark gets. We could just edit out all of Mark's audio from all of the podcasts. Oh, gosh, I love, I love editing. I love when I can <laughs> cut Mark's audio. There, there, there aren't many better feelings in the world. Uh, than yes, cutting Mark's yes. audio. Uh, yeah. anyways. Okay. So Shit's Creek, amazing show. This show, I was I didn't know what to think about it coming into it. I had heard that it was great coming into it, and that's about it. Like I didn't know anything about the show itself. Um, and just a really great sitcom. Like I I did not expect it to be as emotional as it is. It's very emotional. And I got emotionally invested in the show. I that doesn't happen with sitcoms with me. And this well, I sh- I shouldn't say it doesn't happen. It it rarely happens. 
Uh, but this show got me emotionally invested, and I'm really excited to see the last three episodes of the show. I'd give this show a six out of six. This is a, a great show. Shit's Creek is is awesome. Check it out. I know I, Scott. Yeah, I, I know the name is obviously a pun, and you know it's yeah. an inappropriate pun. Right. Whatever. Um, and I'm not like, by the way, I'm not some snob that like, oh, I don't ever swear. Like I was saying, I said a swear word with Isaac in private before we got on here. Sorry, mom. Um, but I, I, I guess for me, the question I'd have about this show, because this is a show that gets brought up to me a lot is what, what is it comparable to first of all, but second of all, what is it like about, like, I don't really understand even the premise. Can you give me just like a quick, like elevator speech or yeah. elevator yeah, pitch absolutely. of why should watch this? Absolutely. So there's a family who is a very, very wealthy, very rich family. Uh, they basically get, they basically go bankrupt. And all they have left that they own is this town in the middle of nowhere called Schitt's Creek. This town is called Schitt's Creek. And so they basically, they all that they own is this town. So they go to Schitt's Creek and they end up living there and trying to get back on their feet throughout this show. And the goal when they go there is obviously is to get out of there as soon as they can. But they start getting invested in this town and start getting, you know, attached to the people there, to the lifestyle that they're living. They, I mean, they're living in this town. And again, this is a show that is, it's way more emotional than I than I was expecting. Um, I as far as shows to compare it to, I'm not I'm not a sitcom expert. Um, it has like office like kind of awkwardness moments, like uh, Parks and Rec, but it's not like the commentary, uh, like like uh, what do you call it the mockumentary uh, style. Yeah, it's not necessarily. Yeah, it's not style. not a mockumentary style. It's a it's a legit like sitcom, but uh, that's. I guess as far as comparing it to there's a lot of like awkward, awkward moments in there that that you could be comparable to The Office and Parks and Rec and stuff like that, which for me makes me enjoyable because I love I love that style of like I'm watching this show through my fingers because it's so awkward and I can't stand it. My wife, my wife originally hated that. Uh, but she has uh, since come to. But we've been watching through it together, and she absolutely loves this show too. So, um, and it is like you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Uh, I don't know if I would call it agenda stuff, but you know, the one of the main characters is bisexual, and he is uh, basically he's going to be married to another man. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there that you know, if you're not into that kind of uh, line. Maybe that wouldn't appeal to you, but like it's hilarious. And I I'm invested again. I'm invested in these characters way more than I would any other regular sitcom. So this is I, I think it's an amazing show. Um, there is, you know, there's it's a very it's an adult show. It's there's there's sexual jokes and stuff like that. I wouldn't obviously recommend watching it with your kids. But uh, for those of you who, you know, are are OK with that kind of humor and stuff like that, it's hilarious. I love it would give Shit's Creek a six out of six for sure. So that's my hots. Uh, I have one snot that I w just want to mention, and this is the Netflix show Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen this yet, Max, but it's another superhero kind of like indie uh, show based on a comic, and it's eight, eight episodes long. It goes through the uh, storyline of these superheroes... I, they're not superheroes yet, but they start out the show in present day 
and and they're superheroes that have this like union like league type of thing and they're trying to help people and stuff like that they have this code that they have to follow and part of that code is they don't kill which i mean yeah it's like pretty understandable for a superhero to have that kind of code but then they go through they also go through the origin story of how the the people got superhero abilities in the first place and I will say the origin part of this show is great. It's fantastic. I was invested in all of that. The modern day stuff, it just wasn't that interesting. Overall, I'd give Jupiter's Legacy probably a three out of six, maybe a 3.5. Oh, that's not a snot. It's, Come on. It's a snot to me because I I was I the bar is set high for all of these indie shows like Umbrella Academy, The Boys. We're getting a lot of these shows now that are really high quality, invincible, yeah. The really high quality shows. And this one I kind of was expecting to be up there and it just, it's it's not on the same level as those shows. It's still, to me it was worth it. I feel like as a casual fan, if you're not super into superhero stuff, this probably wouldn't be a great watch for you because the storyline itself it just isn't that interesting. So uh, to me, I loved it. I, I shouldn't say I loved it. I th- I thought it was okay because it's a superhero origin story. The origin story, they do really well. And then it is eight episodes long. They leave you on a cliffhanger that's not even, that's not even a good cliffhanger. Like I'm not even really looking forward to season two of this show because it was, it just kind of was like, well, that's the end of the season. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a bummer. Cool. So, yeah, I was a little, I was disappointed in in this show. I know Mark actually, I think he gave it a pretty high score uh, when he was on the podcast last. I mean, Mark gives everything a high score. Everybody thinks Mark is critical of something. Mark is not critical of anything. He, <laughs> you're you're not. Mark wrong. Mark is a volume shooter. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, but I which which is like, and if you like everything, that's like okay too. I'm, yeah, that's not even necessarily bad from Mark. It's just like when it comes to Mark saying like, oh, I liked that. That doesn't necessarily at times hold credence to me, right? Because I know he like he yeah, did like just, Army of the Dead, right? He likes, and a lot I of see stuff. why people liked Army of the Dead, and I see why people like I, I like I could see why somebody would like a Jupiter Ascending. Is that what it's called? Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. No, Jupiter Legacy. Jupiter's Jupiter Ascending Legacy. is the uh, yeah, yeah, great right. movie. So I, it was interesting. If you are into indie comics, maybe this would be like more appealing to you. I feel like for the casual watcher, the casual fan, it's probably not worth probably not worth getting into so that's what i'd say about jupiter's legacy still enjoyed it but disappointing honestly yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense uh real quick we're gonna pause so i can put my baby to sleep and then i've got one more thing for hot or snot and then we'll go to our top five all right we're back isaac sorry about that guys hey thanks for sticking with us elite level podcasting here today (laughs) hashtag parent life dude right yeah, man, it's it's, it's been like thing. the craziest month ever. So I alluded to it earlier, but I'll give more details because I feel like some people I do feel like some people are like, what? Sarah was in the ER. So Sarah had a lower spinal leak. You'll remember three episodes ago. I was like, hey, we're, we we went. We got a blood patch and it looked like she was great. She walked out and we were like, oh, science. You and Jared were like, oh, science. Great. And I thought it was it. But the next morning <laughs> after we recorded, she woke up and was had she had to lay on her back essentially for three straight weeks. Otherwise, her headache would become a 10 out of 10. She would get such bad headaches that she would start vomiting. So her parents and my parents ended up coming out for a couple weeks and helping us get things done. We're moving right now. There's just craziness going on here. So it's like 
forgive us. It's a little wild out here, and these next couple weeks, we're going to have to do podcasting a little differently, but we're still going to be here for you, Infinity Bros Universe, because we know that you're counting on us to put these episodes out, or you're doing us a favor because we asked you on Twitter to click this button to listen. So um, I want to talk about a couple more things in Hotter Snot real quick. Isaac, did you catch the trailer for Old by M. Night Shyamalan? I did. I did. I actually did watch that. (laughs) So this one has me very, what's the way I would say this? This one is very polarizing. That's the word I would use. So if you're not familiar, it's this summer. Visionary filmmaker M. Night Shyamalan unveils a chilling, mysterious new thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discover that the secluded beach where they were relaxing for a few hours is causing them all to rage to rage to rage 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 rage, rage, rage. It's a movie about rage <laughs> old <laughs> with him <M>. night jump <laughs> sounds like a better movie than the trailer i, I think, oh wow know. okay well we're getting a glimpse behind what you think I, okay okay well, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, go, now, now you have now you have my attention um relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to rapidly age Redu- reducing their entire lives into one single day uh i this one was crazy to me man i've heard about this one it stars gail garcia vicky creeps uh aaron pierre tamaskin uh, mckenzie rufus sewell ember tevitz uh, abby lee and eliza scanlon and ken long uh ken long from lost i like him a lot he's fantastic oh yeah actor too he's great this one just is so freaky isaac this is one of the freakiest looking movies i've ever seen from m night Shyamalan. I give the trailer actually a five out of six. Very impressive stuff. I saw the teaser trailer before. For, I believe it was on the Super Bowl that there was a teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. There's like a 30 second spot. Yeah, or something and that, like that freaked me out too. I mm-hmm. really yes. don't know if I'm going to watch this one. Uh, okay, this is exactly where I'm sitting. Like this, <laughs> this I'll let you expand a little bit later. But I gave this trailer a five out of six as well because it's a it's a great trailer. Honestly, like. It's very well put together. It freaks me out. Uh, I'm like 99% not going to watch this movie because (laughs) (laughs) I watch it and I was like, nope, (laughs) big nope for me. (laughs) But hey, if I sat down with a bunch of friends to watch this movie, like I'd watch it. I'm not going to like I'm not going to refuse to watch this movie, but I will not be renting this movie to watch by myself. So (laughs) because it looks freaky. Are you like making the claim that like you're you're tougher than you want people to think here or like what's the claim you're making here the claim i'm making and i think i may have mentioned this before is like horror is not my genre like i don't watch horror movies i love horror games which i don't know why i love horror games and i'm not into horror movies i don't really understand that myself but maybe it's some some part about like i like to be involved in it i guess when i'm not involved and i'm just sitting on the outside watching and it depends on the movie too like slasher movies like fine like they're not they're not scary or anything like that but psychological horror movies they freak me out a little bit and and anything like demonic or like paranormal type stuff i'm not i'm not about that so that that's what i'm saying is that this type of stuff it's a little freaky to me. Yes, I would watch it with friends in a <laughs> in a party type setting, but I'm not going to rent this and watch this myself, <laughs> dude. I, That's what I, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm not there. I'm I'm freaked out because I've got little kids and to like watch the parents reactions oh of the little gosh. kids becoming adults. I'm like, that <sighs> is terrifying. Way too close to home for me. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, as a dad too. Yeah, that's that's terrible. And then you're watching Oof. your four year old daughter get pregnant on the beach. Oh, like, when what that the part heck? came up, I was like, no, no. Yeah, no. I despise this trailer, and I want to know why they're not leaving. <laughs> well, it looks like they're trying to, but they but they can't for some reason, and I don't know why that is. But they're like climbing the cliff, trying to get away. Um, it seems like the the path that they took to get there is closed off for some reason. I don't know. That's don't too know much. That's too logical. Is, but far too logical. I don't know. It's it's freaky. So uh, yeah, um, probably not gonna watch that. Yeah, that I, I don't even know if I hot or snot that. I don't even. I, I like hot the <laughs> right, trailer, it's but a good I trailer. Snot, like, the concept. It me I'm out. Like, That's, That's what freaky. it's meant to do. That's too much. Yeah. Right. And I'm with that you. movie's going to if 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 theaters are open. That movie's going to make a killing oh, just yeah. off we'll of the director and Mark and, the and uh, Zane to tell us what they think of that movie when they see it. Yeah, Zane will have some really good feedback on that. He'll be on like in like 40, mm-hmm. 50 episodes. <laughs> That'll be good. It'll be good to have him back. You never know. Yeah. Going to get him dust, <laughs> dust off the old microphone for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll make a special Zane episode with uh, old. Yeah, yeah for sure. Let's head over to the top five. We're going in. You're entering the top five on the Infinity Bros podcast, starting now. This week, we are doing the top five inspirational movies. Every week, we like to do a water cooler discussion around a topic we're talking about this week. This week, for whatever reason, inspirational movies came up, so there you go. I mean, really, I mean, I got to tell you, if we're going to get a one-star review for our podcast, it's going to be this episode. Nah, you don't think so? Nah. I feel gotta, like well, you mentioned I, it before. It's got to be an episode that Zane's on. Like they just oh, hear his voice point. and they're like, uh, but I know. No, not. About we've this. mentioned him so many times at this point. The audience who doesn't even know Zane, they're like, I can't stand true. this guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're just creating a culture of hate for Zane. That's what we're doing on the Infinity Bros podcast. So this is Mark's top five. He sent us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mark you. sent this to me and I said, I'm not <laughs> reading it. And he goes. Oh, it wouldn't be the first time. Mm-mm-mm. So, like, behind the scenes, I've never edited a top five out of Mark's, but Mark will claim that I have, so, like, don't listen to him. <laughs> but this is Mark's list, just just for the sake of the bit. Uh, Night at the Roxbury is number five. Batman Forever's number four. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly are number three. Police Academy 3 is number two. <laughs> and Brave Academy. Little Toaster is number one. Oh, my gosh. Are you... Um, happy or upset that VeggieTales didn't make the list for him? Because I know... Two weeks ago, VeggieTales was in his MTG crossover episode. Hot topic. Hot topic. Um, honestly, his number one is not bad. Brave Little Toaster is a great movie and inspirational. The rest of them are foolishness. Brave Little Toaster isn't even an honorable mention. Let's not let's Boo. not say that was not bad. Boo. Boo. That's an honorable mention. I mean, not on my list, but well, on there some you go. people's then list. It's not really an honorable mention to you. <laughs> It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And it's, it's an okay movie. There's a lot of, Let's, there's a lot we're of throwing like the word great out a lot right now. It's good. It's good. It, it, the brave little toaster is as great as Zane is as, as being great on this podcast. <laughs> like, like, come on. Okay. That, that's the parallel right there. All right. You go your list. Let's hear it. It's nostalgic. It is nostalgic though. I mean, I guess I haven't watched it for years, but like, I remember it being an amazing movie. So maybe we'll just leave it at that. Okay. So my number or, Okay, we'll start off. I do have one honorable mention. I didn't want to put it on my list because it would literally be on every, it would be number one on every list that we make about movies, Into the Spider-Verse. 
Like you, I watch that movie and I get just yeah. good vibes. Like, I Same mean, thing. inspirational when when Miles is coming into his own as a person, as a superhero. Amazing. Into the Spider-Verse. I didn't want to put that on my list because, again, I can put that on every list that we have. So, yeah, I feel like between that and Grape Jelly, you and I are like hands locked, fingers interlocked. Yes. We can't stand yes. Grape Jelly and we mm-hmm. love Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah we, we do have some things that we agree on. I, I like that about yeah. us. I do, too. I like that about this episode. It's another chance to take shots at Grape Jelly. Oh, yeah. Grape Jelly. Boo. The worst. All right. Here's my list. Number five. Braveheart. William Wallace literally screams freedom at the top of his lungs. Like, if that's not inspirational, like, I don't know. I don't know what is. Braveheart's great movie. It is a little long. But inspirational, nonetheless. Uh, I actually have to record myself doing the speech from William Wallace from Braveheart for a loss that I received on the Cam- Comics and the Cross uh, podcast. So stay tuned for that. But anyways. we need to get Cross to do uh, some bumpers for us. Oh yeah, absolutely. That Cross, makes- if you're listening, just just know I'm going to reach out to you. And I, and I'll when I. I I think he'd be good for our iTunes reviews bumper. We don't have an iTunes reviews bumper. Ooh, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Let's uh, let's uh, have our people call his people. You mean just email them? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's it. We'll shoot him an email. Okay. All right. Uh, my number four is a movie that I actually just watched recently for the first time. Well, I shouldn't say recently. It was probably last year at that about this time. Spirited Away. I oh, that was my so first. Good. That was my first. Um, experience in a Studio Ghibli movie and it's honestly like this is a fantastic movie for regardless of how weird this movie is and Studio Ghibli movies in general like this is a an amazing movie about a little girl who basically becomes a a woman I guess if like it's coming in like coming into her own type of story and she does it all herself. That's what makes this so inspirational is that like, yeah, she has some help along the way from some people, but it's not like there's one person or thing guiding her throughout this whole story. Like she does most of this herself, which is awesome. So that's that's my number four. My number three is Miracle. Like I'm I am a sucker for a feel-good sports movie. I could probably watch feel-good sports movies all day long. Uh, and Miracle is one of the best of them. Like, I mean, this this is a hilarious movie. Um, you're talking a, a group of college dudes who somehow managed to beat the best team in the world. And it just is, it's fantastic. So, and all of the, all of the Minnesota references and accents that they, they uh, use not even just Minnesotan, but like the Bostonian accents Boston. and stuff. Boston. I'm serious, Rizzo. <laughs> Why you want to play college hockey? Isn't it obvious? For the girls. For the girls? For the girls. For the girls? <laughs> so great. I, I like, we quote that all the time. That, our, that'll get him going. It's, that'll get him going. Oh, Again. Tonight. Again. Tonight. Oh, so great. Okay. My number two. This one I actually fought with myself to put at number one, but it's Remember the Titans, one of my favorite sports movies of all time. I I think this movie does get a little too much hype sometimes. Like Denzel does a great job. It's it's definitely I don't know if I would call it overrated because I love it, but it's it gets probably more accolades and uh, and hype than 
maybe it deserves. But amazing movie, very, very inspirational. Like just the the whole like race story in that movie is amazing. And even though I think they do take some liberties as far as the for the actual story, like it's not entirely uh, historically accurate. But man, it, it it's one of those movies that you just walk away from feeling good, feeling good about about your life. So that's my number two. My number one may surprise some people. It is also a sports movie. It is Rocky Four. Rocky Four, where Rocky fights Ivan Drago. Man, this one is just a classic. It's my favorite Rocky movie. Like, it is kind of interesting because they paint Rocky as the underdog, even though he is, you know, he's like the world champion for how many years at this point? I think it was like 10 years or something. He steps down. They strip him of everything. He steps down to fight Ivan Drago in Russia on Christmas. And like, this is just the worst of the worst circumstances. And and Rocky, along with beating Ivan Drago, earns his respect. Like that's that's the part of the movie that's like, OK, like this was cool. Like, yeah, it's cool that he won. But the fact that he earns this guy's respect and this guy was like ready to kill him like he killed uh, Apollo Creed previously um he was ready to kill him and he earns this guy's respect was that that story is just amazing i love all the rocky movies but that's the one that gets me every time i'm watching it's like oh so good so good inspiration all of that's interesting i i think rocky four is good i would not call it inspirational past the montage well it's it's silly that movie is entitled to your opinion that movie is silly you're entitled to your opinion. Here's, here's the fine. right list, guys. We've had two bad lists. Let me give you the right list no. so you can go home no. and, and enjoy your rest Max, of your day. Max, Max, I will, I will disclaimer. You cannot put This Is Us on this list. Like, this is not a movie. <laughs> this, is, this Is Us is not, it's not able to be put on this list. You're probably going to have that for all five, That's weren't you? so funny. Now you got to come oh up with gosh. a different that list. Is, that is like one of the best jokes I've heard in a long time. <laughs> well done. Very good. You're welcome. Screw you, Isaac. Oh, <laughs> Uh, we don't need honorable mentions. This is your list. This is it right here. Concrete. You don't need anything else. Here we go. Inspirational movies. Number five, Warrior. The most underrated movie of all time Ooh, okay. is Warrior. It is the That's number good. fifth best inspirational movie. You can watch this one. I don't uh, need to go into just, detail. Just out of curiosity, how many on your top five are like sports themed? Three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Feels, sounds um, about right. Number four is Goodwill Hunting. Mm, this yep. is Matt Damon's best performance. This has been Affleck's best, his his crowning achievement. I know he's won awards and other things, but I still think Ben Affleck was ma- magnificent in a in a very small role in this movie. I still and, and Robin Williams, obviously the, the late Robin Williams, remarkable. Uh, number three is The Pursuit of Happiness. I actually can't watch this movie because I will cry too much if I watch it. But I'll run through a brick wall. I considered, after watching. I considered putting that one on my list. That's yeah. a good P- one. Pursuit of Happiness will make me run through a brick wall. That's. It's a good one. And number two, and this is this very well could have been number one for me. This is where the list got really slippery for me. But number two is We Are Marshall. I Ooh, really okay. This is the this this again. I would put in the like underrated category. I think it's more yeah. well known than Warrior, yeah. which is why I wouldn't call it the most underrated movie. Warrior, legitimately, like, I would put as the most underrated movie of all time. 
We Are Marshall is remarkable. Matthew McConaughey is remarkable. Yeah, he does great. Uh, Matthew Fox is great as Red in that movie. Uh, this has Anthony Mackie, and Anthony Mackie's best acting role in his whole career is We Are Marshall. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Holy crap. Anthony Mackie's best acting job is in We Are Marshall. I got to go back and watch that now. I, I would take the acting performance he has in this movie over everything he did in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Simply, it's just that good. Just And this is directed by McG. This is the guy who did Supernatural, like... Had no business making this good of a movie. Yeah. G had no business. He, he yeah. crushed it in this one. That is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's wrong. great. You, you, I cry every time. It's dynamite. Amazing speeches. Amazing. Di- every every scene is good. Every scene is good. Um, and number one's Miracle. I mean, you, you said it. You talked about Miracle. Isn't it I mean, obvious? Like, it's obvious for the girls. For the girls. Yeah. So good. You just you just gave up ten goals, Jim. It's everybody's net. <laughs> I just love that movie. I just so love it. Miracle's great. It's so inspirational. It's and then one B is This Is Us. That was <laughs> okay. There we go. I, I knew it was on there somewhere. Not even a movie, but we just have to put it on the list because it's that good. <laughs> I act, so interesting story about This Is Us. I'm actually behind on this season just because of all the Gasp. craziness. Gasp. And the, apparently, please do not spoil it for me if you know. But there is a huge, massive ending of this season because they they will be doing a sixth season, and that's it. Which I'm proud of the creators for doing. I think that's a great idea. It's smart to end it when you're on top, which I think is what they're going to do. Um, I haven't seen much of this season, though, so like, I could be talking out of both ends of my mouth and not knowing what the season's going to give me. <laughs> but apparently the way that this season ended was unbelievable. I've had five different... I'm not lying to you, Isaac. Five different people have texted me asking wow. me what you think of the ending. <laughs> Sarah stormed wow. out of her bedroom, said, ugh. Grabbed a drink and then walked back in. I said, what happened? She said, watch the ending of This Is Us. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm oh, no. very curious to get back in. So hopefully next week or two weeks, I'll have an answer on All what's right. going then on. Then you can share with the entire Infinity Bros universe your thoughts. Yeah. You could check us out the rest of this week, though. Isaac, you're going to be back on Twitch, right, this week? Mm-hmm. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, I've had some uh, life stuff, like work stuff, get in the way with the last couple weeks. But hopefully back on uh, Thrifty Thursday in yeah. the morning. So, yeah, you, know, you catch catch Isaac there. Um, Mark will be back next week for our podcast. Robbie will be on all week, three days a week. Jared, Jared should be getting right again. He's had some house stuff like his house has had some issues. So, like, he can't record right now. Um, so he'll get back on whenever. Uh, I'll be on next week for next week's episode, but also I'll be on the 90s first podcast this week talking about friends. Ooh, nice. Which is going to be interesting because. I mean, I like Friends, but a lot of people say it's overhyped, and I I would agree with them. Yeah. So, but they're going to talk about the I think the Friends reunion. I think we're all on the Infinity Bros podcast. I think we're all on the board that it's a good show, but not like the best show. Yeah. I think it's like I do think it's worth the '90s first podcast time to talk about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think no doubt they got to talk about it, and so I'm absolutely. pumped to go on that. We're going to actually talk about the reunion, so I'm I'm going to watch that tonight. Nice. Um, looking forward. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Actually, yeah, I, heard I heard a lot of people say it. it was really really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped about it, and you know I know enough about Friends that I could say like you know some of that stuff is nostalgia filled. So that yeah, should be good. So check us out there, and then check us out throughout the week. And Zane is buried somewhere in a ditch. Yeah, um, look look out for Zane on episode 138 of the Infinity Rose podcast. <laughs> He's going to be great. 169. Be, nice. <laughs> what, 169. It's going to be, uh, yeah, we're going to be reviewing old. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. 
Isaac, I thought you were a little too confident with the way you said Shit's Creek this episode. You said it yeah. uh, the quantity amount of times you said it was a little too much. We probably lost a few listeners. Yeah, we'll have um, to we'll but, have to beep that out with a, a markism or something like that. I don't know. Maybe can you give us like a quick like goofy thing to say that I can blur that with? Spider Man. I love that. Let's do there that. We go. Perfect. I'll put that in there. That'll be perfect. Funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that'll be good. So uh, check us out the rest of this week. As always, you can check us out at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, theinfinitybros.com, and wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, we love you guys 3,000, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.